So I'm going to talk a little bit about what it is or what it means to have the gift of discernment. And the gift of discernment, from my understanding, is that you are someone who can just feel, who has the presence of the Holy Spirit in you and in your heart, that you can just feel the presence in an environment that you're in that is not honoring to God. And for example, I'm going to talk about how, let's say I am with some friends and I am going to maybe like a birthday party or just like a friend's gathering. And I enter the room and I have this feeling that there's this bad energy. And a lot of people will say that this is witchcraft or whatever. But I will say that when you have the gift of discernment and you are someone who's found in Christ, you're going to have these feelings because the Holy Spirit is telling you, is giving you these feelings that this is not an environment that you should be in and that you need to get out of that. Or you have the gift of discernment that's that's telling you that this person or these people that you're around is not good for you. So I'm going to actually Google this online, the gift of discernment. So I can kind of, um, I want to, I want to, you know, kind of explain this in a better way than what I can. So I want to look for other resources. And so online it says it means to understand or know something through the power of the spirit. Okay. Because our fleshly, you know, knowledge, our humanly knowledge is not clear all the time, is not perfect and is not great. So when we look to the Holy Spirit, when we look to, to God and say, God, give me the clarity, give me clear vision to see what I'm not seeing by my humanly, you know, biological, whatever. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Excuse me. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like, give me the vision, the clear vision to see what my eyes can't see. My humanly eyes can't see. So it says here, it includes perceiving the true character of people and the source and the meaning of spiritual manifestations. Okay. And I'm going to look up here. It says, how does the gift of discernment work? It says this gift called discernment, and it's talking about how it is a kind of wisdom that comes from insight as much as from learned experience and knowledge. In the Christian faith, it comes from the Holy Spirit and is a way of having insight and determining the true nature of a situation, person, or thing. Okay. So like I said, if you're going to a party, maybe you, you enter this, this environment and you're like, you have this instant feeling or knowledge that, oh, I need to not be a part of this. I got to get out, right? Or maybe you're around a person and you see and you hear God telling you like, this is a person that's going to take me away from you or is going to lead me away from you. You got to have boundaries and you got to cut that person off, right? That's going to happen. And um, I'm going to keep reading a little bit. What does God say about the gift of discernment? And it says here, and this is actually on lifeway.com. It says, one of the spiritual gifts God gives the church is discernment. And he talks about it in 1 Corinthians 12, 10. And we read, we literally read from 1 Corinthians. So I'm going to actually go back to 1 Corinthians. And we're going to dive into that because we read from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, right? Now we're going to read from chapter 12, okay? And it's talking about chapter 12, verse 10. So let's turn there. It says here in my Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues, right? Continuing in verse 11. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. 
Okay. I'm actually going to read a little bit about spiritual gifts. I'm going to read like this chapter from verse 12 to verse 11 fully. It says verse 12 or in chapter 12, verse two, we know verse one, sorry, I'm all over the place. It says now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Verse 4. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. Okay? Continuing in verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the one same in the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. I'm actually going to bookmark that, dude. That's so good. So good. And it's true. Like, if you have the gift of discernment, like you just have this knowledge and this knowing that it's just not of the Holy Spirit. And um, I didn't get to read James chapter one in the NLT version. So I'm going to actually move on to that again. And this is where we're talking about faith and endurance. And in verse two, in James one, verse two, it says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider and consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, okay? So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete and needing nothing, okay? Continuing on, it says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. That's a good verse. Holy cow. Okay. No, no holy cow. Can't say that. Ah, because that's an idol. But, oh my goodness. There we go. Better? <laughs> In verse 7, such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Okay. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Wow. That, that was literally me, dude. I literally talked about it. I was like, I was trying to have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. Impossible. You are unstable, dude. Like, come on. Can you just like somebody out there? Like, just come on. It's so good. Let me read that again. Verse seven. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world. And they are unstable in everything they do. So good. All right, I'm going to move on to verse nine. Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. Okay, verse 10. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will not fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little, flower, the little flower droops and falls and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all their achievements. Now, I'm going to actually break those verses down a little bit. So it says, believers who are poor have something to boast about for God has honored them, right? It doesn't matter what kind of riches or what kind of materialistic things you have or what way people perceive you, if it's good in your eyes, right? But if you're poor, if you don't have a lot, 
right? But you are a believer in God and you are living your life for Christ and you are putting that out there, right? You're honoring him. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. But it says here, and those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. But it continues to say, they will fade away like a little flower in the world. All materialistic things are not going to last. Any of your riches you think you have, gone, okay? The hot the hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little, little flower droops and falls and its beauty fades away. Think about it. When you think about physical beauty, okay, or looking good or dressing a certain way or having your face look a certain way, like, you know what? Those things are not going to last. Beauty never lasts, okay? That is one thing that will never last, riches and beauty. Those are two things that won't last. And it's talking about this here, like, beauty fades away. It's never forever. And you can try to do all the things you can to make yourself continue to look good on the outside because it makes you feel good. But just remember that if you hold your identity in your beauty or in your riches and materialistic things, you won't be satisfied, okay? And then it says again, in the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. You can't bring your achievements. You can't bring anything with you when you go. And I already said that. 